are now listening to the Legends Lingo Podcast, presented by CouchGuysSports.com. Here are your hosts, Al. You didn't ask him about I that long? I was getting there, Beetle. Now, what the holy fuck kind of host are you? I mean, you're Beetle, burying the lead. shit, dude. Someone Chris is- trip, please. Powder. Yes, sir. And Maddie D. Uh, and on top of that, now you have a triple effect. You have... The Niners looking for a long-term answer with Jimmy G in-house. Maybe they don't want to spend the money on Jimmy G. Maybe he gets freed up because they go after a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who now theoretically could be freed up. So there's a lot of dominoes to fall. Enjoy the show. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Legends Lingo Podcast in the house. Episode 153 is always presented by Couch Guy Sports. dum da 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 Go check out everything on couchguysports.com from the daily blogs to the podcast to the YouTube channel to the Twitch channel, the store, and everything else in between. Alan Hegan here. Tom Powdercat is here. No Manny DeRozier here. Zach Chisiero's in the house because the Patriots just played the Bills. So obviously we had to bring them on because Patriots fans, we all know what happened. But before we get into all that powder, how are you? How was your Christmas? It was good, very low-key, just kind of hung out with uh, my girlfriend for the weekend, saw both families a little bit, and yeah, uh, my girlfriend got me a nice bartending kit, because I've just always wanted to kind of learn how to make drinks and make some fun drinks, so she got me that in a bar book, so that's going to be fun, going to be making some fun drinks coming up, and then I got her Insipon, and we made our first pot of soup um, tonight, and actually came out really good. So basically, if we want to have fun, so my girlfriend and I will come to your place and you're going to be our bartender for the night. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to check. Yeah. And I have a book that is kind of, and it has over a thousand drinks. You name a drink, I'll be able to find how to make it. Be honest with me. How happy was your mom to see you on Christmas? She was extremely happy. I would expect nothing less from Powder's mother. We will not disclose names on the podcast. How was your Christmas, Al? It was good. Again, low key. Got to see yeah. some extended family I haven't seen in a couple of years now because of all yeah. COVID stuff. So that was fun. Did a little fun gift swap. Ended up with a $50 Dick's Sporting Goods gift card. So oh, that's awesome. That's a dub for me, especially me yeah. not liking alcohol that much. I, yeah. I, I got to say this really quick. So every year, my extended family, it's like aunts, uncles, and everything else. We do a gift swap, a $50 gift swap. Yeah. The last three years that I've done it, so 18, 19, and 21, because obviously 2020, COVID, and we yeah. didn't have it. They get like boxes of gray goose martinis or sorry gray goose vodka yeah every year there was at least four of them like i had so i had the third pick in my in my gift swap yep and then the, the one of my cousins next to me or like relatives or whatever yeah. i'm like dude i don't like alcohol i don't like this vodka i will literally mm-hmm. give this to you and trade you for the gift card for dick sporting goods yeah. and then it was like a golf like thing where you can like, it's like a, a drink dispenser where you yeah. can put the drinks in and everything. So I traded him for that. And I'm like, okay, this is a win for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> so, but no, everything else yeah. was good. I got some money, clothes, everything else. And another week of vacation before I go back yeah. to uh, work on January 4th. So it'll yeah. be good. We got Zach Chesiero in the house. Zach is the host of the BFLO podcast, the Buffalo Sports Podcast, covering Sabres and Bills. Zach, I think this is your third appearance in like the last month and a half on this podcast. Oh, How are you? Crazy. It's what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. No, not a not a problem. Had to cough right there. That's why a little pause and the oh, action. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it all. Patriots, Bills, Bills pulling off a big win in Foxborough against the Patriots. Patriots are coming up on a game that they need to win against the woeful 
Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll throw a little Celtics talk in the end because I have a little rant I want to go on. But first, guys, this podcast, as always, is presented by our friends at Shocked Energy. Have you ever been unable to focus? You're tired or you're just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Legends Lingo podcast is brought to you, obviously, by the Couch Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by podcasters for podcasters or by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boosts when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head on over to shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor as well as the watermelon flavor. I'm a watermelon guy. Powder's a watermelon guy. Mm-hmm. Zach, what do you like better, green apple or watermelon flavor? Just anything. I'd say watermelon for sure. Attaboy. Good, good, good choice. Thank you. By the way, don't worry. Shock Energy ships worldwide. That's right. They ship worldwide. Whether you're in Africa, Asia, Australia, England, Scotland, wherever you listen to this podcast, you can get Shock Energy too. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Zach, you were showing me something during the ad read, breaking news. What do we got? Uh, it's not good breaking news. Um, John, Ma- John Mann just passed away at the age of 85. No, oh. yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, did they say what it was? I'm trying to look right now. I'll give me one second. So breaking news coming in, in the moment, John Madden, a pioneer in NFL football, former coach of the Raiders, obviously his last names on the Madden video game franchise for NFL mm-hmm. football, dead at the age of 85. So R.I.P. This is the statement from Roger Goodell. Let's hear er- it. Earlier today, we received the sad news that the great John Madden died unexpectedly this morning. He was 85 years old. On behalf of the entire NFL family, we extend our condolences to Virginia, Mike, Joe, and their families said NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. We all know him as a Hall of Fame coach of the Oakland Raiders and broadcaster who worked for every major network. But more than anything, he was devoted husband, father, and grandfather. Nobody loved football more than coach. He was football. He was incredible and incredible sounding board to me and so many others. There will never be another John Madden, and we will forever be embedded to him for all he did to make football in the NFL what it is today. A memorial service information will be announced when available. So really just a a sad way to start the show. This is just going to be a a sad, depressing episode. So if you, if you like happy stuff, just turn this off now, but RIP to a legend, John Madden. I mean, he won some great Super Bowls with the Raiders, like in the Al Davis days, Mm. like he's literally his last name's on a video game. That's how impactful he was. So I don't know, Powder, if you want to say anything about John Madden really quick before we get into the regular part of our show. No, not much. Just kind of what you guys say. He was a great coach in his time. And then everybody knows his name from um, the Madden video games and everything. So everybody kind of knows if you grew up playing sports video games, you knew who he was and kind of learned about him through those games, what he meant to the sport and everything. So another legend, unfortunately, passed his way. I know it's been a year of legends that have gone away. Tommy mm-hmm. Lasorda was another one that passed away. Try to think there were a few other baseball ones that passed Jerry away. Jerry Remy. Just, yeah, Jerry Remy, oh, obviously. God. I RIP mm-hmm. to the Rem Dog. 
but a lot of legends leaving us in 2021. But 2022 mm. is literally on Saturday, so yes. we only got a couple days left. I'll let you guys know if there's anything else about his death, but there's nothing else right now about how he died. But still, Sam, Zach is our official news reporter for the Legends and Go podcast. That's his new role, besides filling co-host when we need to be a good insider. Just saying, good inside information. <laughs> watch out, Schefter. Watch out, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> Anyways, let's get on to it. So, Patriots, Bills. Week 16, this was essentially for the AFC East right now. The reason I say right now is because some crazy things can happen, but Buffalo Bills came in at 8-6 and six against the Patriots, 9-5. and five. Patriots coming off a bad – I don't want to say a bad loss because the Colts are a playoff team. They lost to the Colts 27-17. Bills beat the Panthers. What was the final score of that game, Zach? Um, let me double check, sorry. You're supposed to be the reporters. Listen. Have your stats ready. What are you doing? Listen, I'm still – Hung over and quote unquote after Sunday celebrating victory. So oh okay he okay so there's there's the Bills fan in him yeah thirty one to fourteen was the final score of the Panthers game. Well, say that again, sorry. Thirty one to fourteen. Thirty one fourteen went over the Panthers. So this was a big game. First time these two teams met. Horrible weather. Zach was at the actual game oh, in which the Patriots was, won fourteen to ten. Terrible. It was awful. Zach got soaked, but you know. Think of it as like just like a blessing in disguise because you basically paid for the Bills' loss to get a sweeter win in Gillette. So this is what we're going to do. So the Bills beat the Patriots 33-21. The Bills, because they have a better in-division record in the AFC East, they are on top of the AFC East as it stands at 9-6, and with the Patriots also at 9-6. and I don't know what Powder's doing, but it looks like it's – oh, he's grabbing something. Kitty. Oh, it's Kitty. Okay. I was I was like, what is going on on this podcast that I don't know what's going on anymore? This this podcast is off the just off the charts right now. We'll do yeah. the chat podcast mm-hmm. now after that. Literally. But two games left in the season. Bills have the Falcons and the Jets both at home. Patriots are playing the Jaguars at home and then the Dolphins on the road in week 18, which is a house of horrors in itself. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna let the Bills fan go off from the Bills perspective of things. I want to hear Powder's thoughts because then I have a ton of thoughts on this game that I've already let out on a couple different podcasts on the network, BFLO podcast and Tuck Will Takes podcast. Rate and subscribe to both. Zach, go. I mean, I feel like this was a must-win game, obviously. It's a cliche at this point, but I I told you yesterday on my podcast, Al, like it was so annoying hearing that this team lost to the Patriots with Matt Jones throwing the ball three times. And – you kind of had a feeling like the Bills as a team were motivated to go up to Foxborough where you said Miami's a house of horrors for you guys. That's our house of horrors right there. And I I kind of expected that offense that the Bills showed up from, I want to see that at home against Monday night. But obviously the weather was terrible. I was there. It was terrible. Not ideal. Anyways, um, but no, it was just and the fact that the Bills didn't punt zero times in a hostile environment, sorry, Al, in a hostile environment like Foxborough, it's insane. Like, and then I think I saw a stat that they were the last team to beat New England in their house back to back years since the 0506 Colts. Like, that doesn't happen very often, especially with a Bill Belichick team. Like, that's pretty impressive stuff right there. But you know what? It was a great win. Um, it's I will not I will not lie about that because it's just truth. It's, it was a big win against a divisional rival, and now we're on to 
two teams who we should quote unquote should beat. Um, but no, it's it's a good feeling. Um, but we're on to as as Bill Belichick would like to say, we're on to um, Atlanta. As a as an unbiased NFL fan, a fan of just watching football, I know the Bills are probably going to win. But as a Patriots fan, I hope the Bills get pooped on by the Falcons. I hope the Falcons kick the stuffing out of the Bills. And I, I say that with the utmost same, I hope the Jags do the same thing to you guys. But you know that's them. probably you know that it's more likely the Falcons upset the Bills and the Jaguars upset the Patriots. Let's call it like it is. That's a fair statement. I mean, they beat us, so you never know. I guess I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying. On paper, the seven and eight Falcons beating the nine and six Bills is more likely than the two and thirteen Jaguars beating the nine and six Patriots on the road. Well, and yeah. I know Atlanta's on the road too. Atlanta's on the road too. So I understand. Any, any given Sunday, but yeah, I'll go with you there. Fair enough. All right, Powder. I want your in-depth analysis about this game. And then I got a few things that I just want to rattle off. Why so can't we hear this one? So obviously, tough loss by Patriots. It doesn't help Josh. I think um I was gonna say Josh Allen by me, Mac Jones has not been playing well of really late, a couple of interceptions each of the last couple of games. So Obviously, you probably expect this as a rookie. And in all honesty, yeah, we're riding the high as Patriots fans during their win streak. But you can't ever, like, especially the rookies, like, we shouldn't have been riding probably as high as we were. Because is this team a Super Bowl team? Probably not. And when you really look at it, because they have a rookie quarterback, their offense isn't, I don't think it's great, I think. It's still a little bit one-dimensional di- um, as a running offense. Like, I still think their passing game isn't there yet. So, this was a true test, and obviously you want to bounce back after a tough loss to the Colts, but the Bills are a very good team. It's not like you lost to the, I don't know, like uh, whoever the worst team in the NFL is right now, the Jaguars probably. Yeah, who we have coming up, which is yeah. great. So, Obviously, it's a tough loss, but Patriots are still in a position to make the playoffs. So, if the Patriots keep winning, I think they'll be fine. And then I think this is just a building year for next year. And obviously, yes, I was one of the people who was probably riding a little too high with the Patriots on their win streak, thinking they're better than what they were. But you have to really sit back and look at it. And the Bills are probably still a better team than the Patriots right now. I don't know about in two, three years, but I think right now Bills are a better team. I think Bills have a legitimate shot to make a deep run in the playoffs if they play the way they can. So, yes, don't fill, don't fill Zach's yeah. head with those thoughts. Don't make his ego <clears throat> bigger than it needs to be, Powder. I heard but, it last year too. So, yeah. But I think the Patriots are fine. I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be, they'll win their last two games and put themselves in position to make the playoffs. Okay, so I've said a lot the, yesterday. I, so as we're recording, we're recording on Tuesday, excuse me, December 28th. So on Monday, December 27th, I went on Zach's podcast. I went on our Patriots podcast of the network, Tuck Rule Takes, and got all my thoughts out. So I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. When you can't get off the field on third and fourth down, you're not going to win the game. Josh Allen, mobile quarterback, he can move out of the pocket. He's also 6'5 and like 260. Correct me if I'm wrong with that, Zach. Like right around there. I know he's 6'5 and I'm pretty sure he's right around like the 250, 260 range. That boy can move. So when you have a mobile quarterback with a good arm, and by the way, 
Josh Allen didn't throw any interceptions. He threw zero interceptions. 30 for 47, 314 yards, three touchdowns. 237. 6'5", 237. That's all he is, really? According to ESPN. Wow, I thought he was okay. So I thought, fine. I thought it was too well. I thought it was too. Don't worry. Okay, so we'll round up two six five two four. We'll round up. He's like my weight, but anyways, that that's beside the point. Josh Allen, in years past, the reason that the Patriots have beaten the Bills is because Josh Allen makes a ton of mistakes. That was his mo against and the Tom Patriots. Brady. What's up? And Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. Yeah, and having Brady help, but anyways. But then Josh Allen. Eliminates the mistakes, you know, converts third downs, converts fourth downs. Was the, the Bills, the Bills didn't punt all game. They did not punt at all the entire game. The NFL officiating, I'm not blaming it on the refs, but what I'm saying is for both sides, the officiating was horrible. I mean, the Jerry Hughes play on Mac Jones out of bounds, I thought that was a joke. I thought that they, that flag should not have been picked up. I think it should have been. First down for the Patriots, the Bills, 38, and they keep that drive moving, get to one score. I think the Matt Milano, David Andrews play, I thought was ridiculous. I thought David Andrews standing up for his quarterback and getting a taunting penalty is absurd. And you know what? The Patriots deserve to lose this game. They got out coached. They got outplayed. Sean McDermott coached a better game than Bill Belichick. The defense didn't show up. They've given up 60 points in the last two games. They put pressure on Josh Allen. I think it was like 40.8% pressure percentage, but – didn't look it. So now think about this three weeks ago and powder. This is for us because we're the Patriots fans here three weeks ago. You're nine and four and you're sitting at the top of the AFC, not just the AFC East. You're sitting on top of the whole AFC. Yep. If you had split, if you would even split, if you won last week against the Colts and then you lost against the bills, that's fine. Cause you would have been 10 and four Yeah. or sorry, 10 and five. You would have been 10 and five. And if you beat Jacksonville, you know, you're basically in the driver's seat. But now, and we're going to get into the Jaguars preview in a second, but this was a game that the Patriots should have been ready for. They weren't ready for. And even some guys were supposedly there was a report out there that some of the members of the Patriots organization were baffled that the Patriots were out to a slow start. Because don't forget, Patriots got the ball first and they went three and out. So, and by the way, can we agree on one thing? I think the three of us can agree on this. Even Zach, who's the Bills fan in this. The Patriots need to cut and kill Harry. Yeah. Like, that guy's a joke. He is an actual, actual joke. He almost cost the Patriots the game against the Bills in Buffalo with the muff punt. Like, this dude, he doesn't know what he's doing. He he had 95% of the offensive snaps. He played 95% of offensive snaps for the Patriots on Sunday with the absence of Nelson Aguilar. And he did nothing with it. Didn't help Mac on his interception. He blocked a little bit. Great. But catching wise, like catching passes wise, nothing. So I'm done with this game. If anybody wants to throw their final thoughts in, please do. But it was just, it was sickening to watch. I also have one final thing to say and we can move on then. I felt like it was because you said like you guys, someone said that the Patriots weren't ready, supposedly. I feel like that's how it was for the Bills back in Buffalo. Like they couldn't stop the run, even when they, even when they knew they were running the ball, they still weren't ready for it. And the only touchdown we got was because of Harry muffling the punt. That was our only reason why we scored a touchdown. So it's just crazy how like you think like okay, the home team, home field advantage, you know, 
especially that Monday night game. Like, we were feeling so good about that game. Like, you know, our house for the first place in the East. I mean, we all know how crazy the mafia is during football games. And especially Lighting themselves on fire and smashing tables, you know, yeah. just normal yeah. behavior for humans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I told you. Powder that does every it every Sunday. weekend, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just crazy. Like, like the Patriots didn't look like the team that we've been seeing. Like, I've been watching them against the Falcons. I saw them against some other teams that were on TV. And they just didn't look like the Patriots we saw. Like, Al, I know you and I discussed this yesterday. Matt Jones is looking like a rookie now. Like, an actual rookie quarterback. Like, who's struggling a little bit. Now, I'm not, that's not a shot at Mac. I'm not blaming Mac. Zach, anything you say is not a shot. It's it's reality. And we, and you're you're talking to two Patriots fans that are very realistic. So you, <laughs> you're you're good in our book. So yeah. go off, King. I love it. Um, no, but I do think you guys are gonna be fine. I do think you're gonna be Jacksonville. Um, and then Miami's gonna be tough. I will say that. Um, I still think I don't know, Tua doesn't scare me too much, to be honest with you. I know that. They faced good teams or even bad teams. They faced like the one good team was Baltimore and they had no problem. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Toward, I mean, it's possible we see each other in the playoffs, but that's my final take on it. Powder, any final takes in this Bills game before we kind of move on? Nah, just Patriots have to pick it up. They do. And going back to the point that Powder, you brought up first, and Zach, you just brought it up again. Mac Jones. The first time you played the Bills, you ran the ball 46 times and you were effective. You won the game. So why is it that Max throwing 30 passes in that game? Now, was it probably because the Bills had a better offensive game plan? I mean, you can't really game plan for weather, but they were more effective on offense. They were able to move the ball. They were able to run the ball. They were able to obviously throw the ball. Josh Allen had a great day. Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah, uh, shut up, Zach. And, and you know, the Bills have a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, you know, the guy that's on special teams pretty much the whole year. All of a sudden, he's catching 11 passes for 125 yards, scoring a touchdown. Like, this is the kind of stuff that we're worried about. And honestly, you know, it gives off a little bit. They're not quite there yet, but it gives off a little bit of powder. I don't know how much you remember this, but the 2019 team, the last year that Brady was in New England, where they started 8-0, and then the defense faltered. They went 4-4 four and four in their last uh, eight games, and then they lost in the first round to Tennessee. Yep. That's what it's starting to feel like. Like the boogeymen were out to play, and the boogeymen disappeared. Yeah. So I don't think it's quite there yet, but they've had a couple bad games. Yep. So it is what it is. I mean, plus two, you think about this. Powder, you, me, and Maddie, we literally picked our records for the year. I think you picked 12-5, yeah. and five, which wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. it was right there for the taking. I said 10. I think I said 10 and seven. Yeah. Something like or that. 10, and seven at best, 11 and six, 12 and <clears> five. Yeah. You get really lucky. I think Maddie, I think Maddie was 11 and six and I was 10 and seven. So yep. it's a 10, 11 win football team, which is fine. You're a year yeah. ahead of schedule. That's fine. Yes. Make the playoffs. Maybe you can get like a Cincinnati in the first round. I'm really hoping you don't get, who's the number three seed right now. Do we know who's the number three seed in the AFC? Cincinnati. Is it Cincinnati? And who's four? We are. We're the four seed. Oh, okay. So I don't want the Bills, but if you can get that six seed and then. I think it's Kansas City, Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. I think you're right. I think you're right. Kansas City, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Indy, New England. Okay. So if you get that six seed and you go up against Cincinnati in Cincinnati, 
mm-hmm. in the playoffs, I like their chances. I really do. I like the Patriot chance to win that game. After that, got to go to Tennessee or you got to go to <laughs> Kansas City. Have fun with that game because that's going to be an absolute nightmare. And you know what's crazy, too, is the Browns could still win the division. If they win their next two games, but hold on. No, I'm just saying. They're playing Pittsburgh, and I think they can beat Pittsburgh this week. So if they beat Pittsburgh, Kansas City beats Cincinnati, and then the Rams or somebody else beats Baltimore with no Lamar Jackson, no Tyler Huntley, that leaves a Week 18 matchup for the Bengals and the Browns for the AFC North title because the Browns own the tiebreaker over the Bengals. So I'm just talking crazy talk right now. AFC's loaded, man. I know you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the phone. Like, AFC is stacked. You know, you have, the, you have the NFC, you have the Dallas, you have Tampa Bay, Arizona. Well, I guess the Rams now. And then um, who's the other division leader there? Who's the? Who'd you say? Arizona, Dallas, yep. Tampa. Yep. And then the Packers. Oh, yeah. Pa- wow. Okay. I feel like That's okay. Now. Only the number and one then, in the NFC. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then that's it, really. Like, the wildcard teams are – mediocre average teams and then you just hit the four powerhouses compared to the afc where every game aside looks like kansas is gonna start running with it now but like yeah. after that it's like a one like a one game difference between the teams so it's it's crazy how sad the afc is this year the afc stack the nfc the first five are good and then after that the six and seven teams are literal poo yeah because you have and in no particular order you have the packers like zach said the packers the bucks the Rams, the Cowboys, Cardinals are in there, but I think they're fraudulent. And after that, it's like the Eagles might sneak in and everything else, but we're not worried about that. What we need to worry about is the game ahead. And the game ahead is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars on Monday actually put 11 players on the COVID list. Patriots are starting to get a lot of guys on the COVID list, just to name a few. Matthew Judon on the COVID list, Juwan Bentley, Brandon King on the COVID list, Josh, Josh Uche on the COVID list. There's a lot. Brian Hoyer on the COVID list, not that he plays, but still the, the, the leadership helps, but yeah. there's a lot of guys on that COVID list, but the CDC came out on Monday and said that if you, I believe it's, if you're vaccinated, even if you're unvaccinated, it's from 10 days of quarantine to five. And then if you're vaccinated, boosted, and you have no symptoms, but you still come out like po- positive or something, I think you just have to wear your mask around. I think I'm not entirely sure about the CDC guidelines, but I know that they changed the quarantine period from 10 to five. So guys like Judon and Bentley and everything else, they can pl- potentially play on Sunday. If they I'll show free while you're talking. What was that? I said, I'll look it up while you're talking about. Uh... So, I mean, listen, this is probably going to be quick for all three of us, but Patriots Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jaguars are playing for the number one pick in the draft. Essentially, they're two and 13. Yeah. They have the number one overall draft pick right now. They're probably going to take that kid Hutchinson from Michigan to bolster up their defensive line would be my guess. But we'll talk about that as the NFL offseason approaches. So my thing is this. Just go in there. This is and it was Mike Sullivan who said it on Tuck Rule Takes, and I'll give him all the credit in the world for this. This is a get right game. Get your offense right. Get Mac Jones back on track. Get the running game going. Get the defense its confidence that you need because in week 18 against Miami, they're winners of seven straight. One of the the only team ever to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. You got to be ready to go because week 18 in Miami, (laughs) woof. So I think this is going to be a blowout. 
But Zach, you have those CDC guidelines? Yeah. So this is from Alan Schefter. So return from isolation after testing positive for COVID-19, players, essential football personnel, and essential support personnel, regardless of vaccination status, will be eligible to return to a club facility and interact with other players and essential uh, personnel when each of the following occurs. So five days have passed since the specimen, that's how they call it, <laughs> specimens, apparently. Right. The result of positive was collected for a specimen collected on December 27th. The results positive. Individual will be eligible to return on January 11th, or January 1st, I apologize. That's and right. at least 24 hours have passed since the individual uh, last had a fever without the use of fever-reducing medications. And other t- symptoms like a cough have resolved or improved. And the club's head team, primary care sports medicine physician, at their consultation with infection control for sports and notification of the C- NFL's chief medical officer, determined that the individual may return to the club facility in interaction with other club employees, contractors. Um, any local regulations or requirements are satisfied. So essentially, everything's been decreased. They're, they're loosening up a little bit, and they're not saying, oh, you're basically out a week and a half. You can be like, all right, just monitor yourself, and if you don't have symptoms, then you should be good to go. And they're leaving it up to the players too, which is not a good idea. Like they're going to – it's going to be – I think I saw someone say this on Twitter. Like the players are going to be deciding their own fate pretty much, how they're feeling. So – Players can literally lie. They can literally yeah, that's lie what I'm saying. Like, like, why would you do that? It's stupid. <clears throat> I know, but at the, at, at the same time, Zach, like they're, they're grown men and they kind of know, like if they're really like feeling it, like if it's really bad or if it's just like, Oh, I got the sniffles. Cause guess what? I could literally be out every day in the winter because every day I either have a lingering cough or the sniffles. Oh yeah. So, and powder, you're in the same boat. Yes. So, and we're both around kids, you know, me with teaching yeah. powder, doing his baseball stuff and everything. Like we're literally around like children and stuff. Yeah, working, you know, in in fields that involve working with children. So, literally, we can catch something at any moment. We just got to be smart about it. So, yeah. and I'm not trying to take away Zach what you're saying. Obviously, oh, no, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm just listening. That's all. You know, you gotta you gotta be smart about it. I'm so, just saying, like these guys can lie to your face, and you wouldn't wouldn't even know it. And then you're infecting someone else, and then maybe your own teammates. You know, what I'm trying to say, let's so yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. no doubt about it. All right, Powder, just thoughts on the Jaguars game before we give our score predictions. I, I have to agree with you. I think this is a game where the Patriots must get right. Like you said, they must start Mac Jones, have some good passes, get that good feeling back, feel better about himself. The defense should has to play a little bit better because they haven't played well the last two weeks, so get them feeling good again and just get that momentum started to go back into Miami. Let's just get right into score predictions. Zach, Patriots, Jaguars, what do you got for a score? I think it's going to blow out for you guys in the favor of you guys, obviously. Um, easier for me to say because my team didn't do dilly squad against the Jaguars. But um, with the guys, well, I wasn't saying with the guys on COVID now for the Jaguars, but with the new rules, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I, regardless, I still think you guys are going to win. Um, I'm going to say – 35 to 10, maybe, if if they're lucky. You know, like that's like the minimum for me. All right. Powder? 
Um, I'm going to say Patriots don't have that high scoring of game, but they it's definitely a game you feel better about after the game ends. So I'm going to say it's 28 to 7 Patriots, but the Patriots just offense starts to get going again. All right. I'm going to go kind of closer to Zach. I'm going to go 31 10 pats or 33 10 pats. Uh, 31 10. I'm going to stick with 31. 31 10 pats. So either way, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a game where everything looks right. And then we got one game to basically make sure that there's no doubt that we have a playoff spot going into Miami, which we'll talk more about next week. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to get off the NFL. We're going to take a break. And by take a break, I mean, we have to make sure that we are relaxed, ready to go. Maybe we need to even get a massage potentially, because if you need a massage, let me tell you about our friends at Exogun. Legends Lingo, po- Legends Lingo Podcast. It would help if I could say my own podcast name, right? our podcast, right? Wouldn't it? Yeah. It's brought to you by ExoGun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Well, get the massage without having to leave your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down anymore. ExoGun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. It's portable, adjustable, powerful, and is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with our friends at ExoGun. Get 10% off with the code CGS10. That's CGS10 at checkout. ExoGun comes with a charger and a carrying case. Go get your ExoGun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. During that ad read, we had powder playing with this cat. Zach was yeah. waving to the cat. And <laughs> it's, it's, it, like I said, it's just pandemonium on this podcast. Yeah, being friendly, okay? We, well, we need something to laugh about because Boston sports right now, like the Red Sox, we don't even know if they're going to have a season. The Bruins haven't been playing because they've had so many guys out with COVID. They've mm. had a COVID outbreak. The Patriots have lost two straight. And the Celtics, and we're going to get into it for just a few minutes to wrap this up before the week, unless anybody has another point they want to mm-hmm. make. The Celtics stink. They suck. Like I, they're, they're just terrible. They So they played on Christmas against the Milwaukee Bucks. They were, they were winning the whole game. Like they were good for the first three and a half quarters. And then, of course – that imagine this sequence of events Celtics are up to with under a minute left. It was 113, 111. Bucks are going on a fast break. Robert Williams blocks the layup. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, they're actually going to win this game. Nope. Finds a buck. That guy gives it to, uh, I think it was Wesley Matthews. Shoots a three, hits the three. Bucks go up one. Bucks win the game 117, 113. And if we think that's bad, the Celtics then have Jason Tatum going to uh, health and safety protocols. So basically he either has COVID or he was in close contact with someone that has COVID. So now he's on the COVID list along with the 12 other players for the Celtics that are on that list. They played the Minnesota Timberwolves without Carl Anthony Towns, without D'Angelo Russell. You think that would be an easy win? Mm-hmm. Nope. They lose 108, 103 to the Timberwolves who have stunk the past couple of years. So the one thing I got to say is this, I think it's time to blow it up. Seriously, it's time to blow up this team. This is the perfect time to do it. And if you guys will allow me, I'd like to go on a little rant about this for like the next minute. You got this. Oh my god, I love Al's rants. Oh my goodness. All right, go on. Do you actually or are you just feed, are you just hamming it up? I mean, when you went we talked about Kluber going to the Yankees, that was amazing. I was like so entertained by that. So that was really entertaining. But go on. Uh, it's not gonna be quite like that. That was okay. the, the, I was quite quick. But this Boston Celtics team, it's the perfect opportunity to blow it up. And there's a few reasons why. First of all, you have expiring contracts on the table. You have guys like Dennis Freedom, Dennis Schroeder, uh, just a couple guys to name that are on these one-year deals. Al Horford's on an expiring contract. 
you have plenty of money that you can get off the table. Okay, that's number one. Number two, this team's not going anywhere. Okay, this was a team that five years ago, and I, I forget who said it. It was um, Matt McCarthy on 98.5 The Sports Hub, who I'd love to get on this show, by the way, because Matt McCarthy's really, really good mind. Good baseball guy, too. We've had him on Into the Triangle. Great guy. Matt McCarthy said it best. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets are in a better position than you are right now. Because think about this. The Brooklyn Nets. You traded away KG, Paul Pierce, because they were at the end of their careers. The Nets thought they had a championship roster. They just needed a few veteran pieces. So then you swing that deal and you end up with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown with the picks. Great. Awesome. Love that. Cleveland Cavaliers. You end up trading for Kyrie Irving, which ends up being, you know, ended up being a bad move because of who Kyrie is. The talent, you do that trade 10 out of 10 times. But the point that I'm trying to make is this. You had those pieces. You had Al Horford in his prime years. You had Gordon Hayward, who if he didn't get hurt, I think he would have been really good. Now he's balling out in Charlotte. Al Horford walked away in free agency for nothing. Gordon Hayward walked away in free agency for nothing, except that trade exception, which doesn't get used. I I don't even know. But this Celtics team, it's not working. You have Jason Tatum. You have Jalen Brown. Great. Build around them. Robert Williams is a guy that you're probably not going to trade. You just signed him to a four-year deal in the offseason. Marcus Smart, unfortunately, you signed to a four-year deal. That's the guy that you need to get rid of, not because of his playability. Great defender, hustle guy, will make those 50-50 plays for you, but it's clear they need to switch things up. If I'm the Celtics, there's four guys that I'm building this team around, and that's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and believe it or not for me, Peyton Pritchard. I like Peyton Pritchard. He can shoot from the outside. He can spread the floor. The numbers, like the, I think the efficiency rating on offense is better when Brown and Tatum play with, with Peyton Pritchard over the last year, year plus. Yep. So you have those four guys, everybody else, get them off the table, send them away, make trades, get assets and sign a third guy in the off season, please. Or trade for someone, go get Bradley Beal, go get Carl Anthony Towns, go get somebody that's going to help this team get back to where they were. Because back in 2017, you were in the Eastern Conference Finals. In 2019-2020, when they went to the bubble and they had Campbell Walker playing basically on one leg, you made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year, you were inconsistent. This year, you're inconsistent. That Celtics team the last year that Kyrie was on it, they couldn't figure it out in 2018-2019. So what is your plan? And I don't want to hear the, the people that want Ime Udoka gone because it's it's not fair to him. It's his first year. He's trying to balance everything. He's a first-time head coach. I don't want to hear that. Give him a full season mm-hmm. and then give him next year. If he doesn't do anything by year two, then you can consider putting him on the hot seat or even getting rid of him. But this Celtics team is not going to do it. They're going to be lucky to get in the play-in tournament. They're going to be lucky to get out of the first round because I don't know. I, they're probably going to play Brooklyn again. They're probably going to get smacked again. They might win a game like they did last year but it's the same cycle. You don't want to be caught in that mediocrity phase. And that's exactly where they're going. Brad Stevens needs to make moves. He needs to make them now. Otherwise the Celtics are going to become easily the most disliked team in Boston. And they already are. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse if they don't make moves. End rant. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think if the Celtics can't go anywhere after this year, I think this offseason has to be one of those blow-up off seasons where you just 
either you trade a lot to get a couple really good players and try and win, just go all in for one year, or you blow it up, get picks, and slow and do a little rebuild like you said, Al, when they trade KG, Pierce, Allen, all them to get picks and stuff like that. So I think it's either you blow it up, try and go all in for a year or two, get a superstar, um, or you slowly rebuild. And But I think if Celtics go nowhere this year, you have to do something. You can't say, oh, we are one piece away. No, you're a couple pieces away and figure it out now. You've been one piece away for five to seven years. So would yeah. you blow it up essentially, Connor? Yes. Okay. Zach, feel free. I, I know. So, by the way, we're going to announce this on the podcast. Zach Jaziero is officially a Los Angeles Clippers fan. He he could have. Now, for context, Zach is a Buffalo Bills fan because he's from Buffalo, which is fine. Buffalo Sabres fan. Again, from Buffalo, he's fine. Buffalo Bandits in the Professional Lacrosse League. A Boston Red Sox fan. So I said to him, and he texted me about this day. I'm like, hey, or no, sorry. He put it up on Twitter, and I was like, hey, you can have two Boston teams, two Buffalo teams. So now you can be nice and even, make it e- make it easy. Instead, he goes with the L.A. Clippers, and his second choice was the Cleveland Cavaliers. I explain myself now, please. Before you know, I was you... just about to say, I was just about to say, Zach, go ahead and explain yourself because I'm still stumped on this one. Okay, so I want. My choices were the Clippers. For those of you who don't know, the Clippers were the Buffalo Braves, and the Braves moved out in the 70s to L.A. So there's like that Buffalo connection right there for the Clippers. That's why they were a choice for me. And then I was thinking, okay, what teams do I have around me Like the, when it comes to area? So I was and I didn't want to do a team that was like really good because I don't want to be like that bandwagon guy or whatever. And so I thought about teams, well, I'm not going to do the Brooklyn Nets because I know they have like, they're like the new Golden State Warriors right now. I wasn't going to do the Warriors because they're the Warriors. Because they're back to being the Warriors. So I wanted, I was going to do the Knicks maybe because New York team, I could watch them on TV actually. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. And then the Cavaliers because Cleveland's like a three hour ride from Buffalo. So I'm like, okay, those are my three teams. I know they're not attractive names. The Knicks, the Cavaliers. And the Clippers, so I'm like, okay. The well, Cavs, by the way, are are like third or fourth in the Eastern Conference right now. Just to let yeah. you know, yeah, I know they're really they're pretty good too. And I was like, okay, well, the only downside about rooting for the Clippers is the time zone. Like they're three hours behind us. So if I if I wanted to watch a basketball game in LA, I would have to stay up like at ten o'clock and stay up until like one o'clock in the morning. But I don't know. And, and no, it would not even out because it would be three Buffalo teams, you know, not two. Yeah, but I'm talking the, the four core sports. I don't count lacrosse as a core sport. It's a I'm not sport. saying it's not a sport. I'm just saying of core four, basketball, baseball, football, hockey. Okay. Okay. I see where you're coming from now. But yeah, that's my reasoning. I know it's not attractive, but I told myself, like, for those of you who don't know, I have always wanted to work in social media, like, as a professional career. So, like, Working for like the Sabres or the Bills or the Bands would be a dream come true for me. So I'm like, why don't I just expand my horizons a little bit? And I'm, I'm going to try my best to watch basketball games this year, whether it's on TNT, NBA Network, or even some Knicks games. I'm going to try my best. And it's just ironic enough that the Clippers play the Boston Celtics tomorrow night. So we will see what happens with that one. 
I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. The Celtics are going to play well for three and a half quarters. They're going to be up about nine with five minutes left, and they're going to blow it because that's what always happens. They, they are, they, I say it all the time. They are consistently inconsistent. That's what they're known as. And especially with Jason Tatum being out, it, you're, it's going to be a guaranteed Clippers win. I'll have to watch it. Just let you guys know how I do. Ah, uh, thanks, Zach. Yeah, I'm gonna try to learn it. I'm gonna try to learn the game of basketball. <laughs> I will answer questions if you have questions. If I, I can, I'll, ref- I'll, I'll refer you to someone that actually does know. Any help will be greatly appreciated because I've seen <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters, and that's it. Yeah, that's not that's not real basketball, Zach. Sorry. I did go to a game though in Atlanta, and they're yeah. playing the Heat, and LeBron okay. James was there. So that was my first ever basketball game. So okay. that was pretty cool. All right. And by the way, for those that just are like, what do you mean the Globetrotters aren't real basketball? I mean, they're they're doing their tricks and everything else. It's not like an NBA game. Yeah. That's that's essentially what I mean. But the Celtics are going to drive me nuts. And it stinks because they're going to be the only team that I'm going to watch until hopefully April. And hopefully there's yeah. an MLB season for the Red Sox. So... Hey, at least uh, I won't despise Boston sports like doing in hockey and football and basketball. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. But all right. Any other points you want to do before uh, before we head out? I want your thoughts on something here for a surprise for the Patriots. I meant. Shoot. So I, we kind of talked about this yesterday about the past being playoff team. Um, Powder, I want to ask you now. Okay. If the Patriots do make the playoffs. Well, let me, it's a two-part question. Number one, do you think they're a playoff team? You kind of answered that right earlier today. Number two, how far do you think they can go in the playoffs? With a rookie quarterback, um, and it does look like the defense is on a little bit of a low right now, but I'm sure they can, they'll figure it out. So do you think the Patriots are a playoff team, and how far do you think they can go if they make the playoffs? Um, I think they are a playoff team. I think they'll win the next two games, find a way to win the next two games. And how far they make it kind of depends on who they match up against. I think, I think they could out coach and out play the Bengals just because I think they're better. Like, I think Belichick out them more prepared, stuff like that. But I think they go to Buffalo, they go to Kansas City, they go to, um, I think if they go to either Buffalo or Kansas City, I don't think they have a chance of winning those games. So I think it's kind of how their matchups lie and if they kind of get an easier road. But I don't. I think they might win one game in the playoffs, but I don't think they'll win two. So I don't think they'll be playing for an AFC championship game. I think they might get to divisional round, but that's it. And that's a pretty good season too, I feel like, yes. especially with the rookie quarterback. Yes, because... I agree. I would be – if you told me – at the beginning of the year, they would be a playoff team and they win a playoff game with Mac Jones and kind of playing the way he's played. Like he's had some good games, but for most part, he's just been average. Like he hasn't been anything yeah. spectacular. He's kind of been what I was saying the whole time was being a field general. Like when he is able to just put the Patriots in a position to win, they win. When he struggles, then they struggle. So I just don't see them going much past one or one game in the playoffs. And that's really because I got admit, like I didn't think it was gonna be that good this year. You know, with a rookie quarterback, most rookie quarterbacks don't do too good like mm-hmm. in their first year. And Max having a pretty good season, but and he's probably playing the best rookie out of all the rookie quarterbacks. He's probably the best one right now. Yeah. Without a doubt. And 
it obviously helps that he has talent around him. I mean, you look at Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, they really don't have anything around them. But you have Kendrick Bourne, who has some upside, I feel like. I was going to say Harry, but we ain't going to go there. Um, <laughs> Hunter Henry, who's a pretty good solid tight end. Jonu yeah. Smith, I has Smith really done anything this year with you guys? Jonu like- hasn't done much. He's, he's been more of a blocking tight end than okay. anything. I think he has one reception touchdown reception that he had against the Bucs on that Sunday night football game. But Harris is a solid running back. Um, <clears throat> Stevenson looks like he's got some upside. So you just surround these players with the right pieces. Am I missing anything else? Anyone else? I don't think I am. Christian Barmore on defense. I meant like on the offensive side of all, oh, like um, Mac, giving Mac weapons. Let's see. Hunter Henry, John Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar, yeah, him too. Who's he? I mean, he's a decent receiver, I feel like. I mean, he's not yeah. going to be like, but like, you would give, let's see if the Patriots trade for like guys. Like, you saw what happened when they got, when the Bills got Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. and he went off. Allen went off. So I do think Mac is going to be a pretty solid quarterback. And that's coming as a Bills fan who's going to yeah. see him for the next how many years. Yeah. I only hope it's not like Bray because that was terrible. Um, but I do think there'll be a playoff team. I just, as a non-biased, this is me saying as a non-biased fan, I don't think you might go past the divisional round. But you know what, like I said, if you want a wild card game and get eliminated next week, that's a, that's a good season. Yeah, right? that's um, a fine. I would be happy with that. I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. By the way, this is our last show of 2021 because on Saturday, 2022 comes in. So I'll ask you guys really quick and powder. This could be a podcast or sports moment. Zach, this can be whatever moment you really want it to be. What was your best moment of 2021? What was your favorite moment? You want to go first? Power? I, I still got to think about mine. Um, from personal side of things, kind of two things. I'll say starting a new job, kind of getting the career I've always wanted in the sports industry, in the in the youth travel baseball industry, like really getting my foot in the door there. And I'm established there now, and it's awesome. It couldn't be going better for me. And then also second thing is moving in with my girlfriend. That was a big step in life and everything, and it's been an adjustment, but it's been I, – I can't complain one bit. It's been awesome. I love her. We have a lot of fun day in and day out. Um, learning how to live with um, a different person. But um, from sports side of things, probably the best thing was doing the national teams this year for NB Select and the two we, the two teams I had coach. Obviously, it sucks losing a championship, but making the championship of a tournament's not easy, especially a team you practice two to three. I think we practiced twice or maybe three times at the most with these kids hardly. I was literally the day before tournament started um, asking the kids, hey, what position do you play? Where did you bat in your order? Do you pitch? All that stuff. So there you go. Love that for powder. We love that on the youth travel baseball side. What about you, Zach? So I have a couple of things, um, sports and personal. So personal, I'll start first, is obviously graduating from college for me was a huge part for me. Or, um, huge chapter. Like there are so many moments where I went to college like, it's just crazy how fast it goes by, you know, like I still remember my first day going because I went to a two-year school first and then I went to a four-year school after that. And just like the road it took, like I switched majors a couple of times because I went to, I went for communications at ECC. That was my first school. And then I wasn't going to Boston. I wasn't comfortable there at all. 
So I went to Hilbert for sports management. And then I changed majors because it was too hard for me. So graduating was definitely one. Um, sports, uh, it's going to involve the Boston Red Sox. So I was like, went to Boston for my first time at Fenway. Al, I know I met you. This is my second day there. <laughs> that was a great day. Um, just being like, you know, in Fenway, it's just such a different experience, like seeing on TV, like, I was so fortunate enough to, you know, be able to watch them. But like when you're there, it's just a different vibe to it. Like you're experiencing everything that you're hoping to. And then of course the Yankees being the Yankees, you have to lose them for nothing and breaking that no hit was just the cherry on top. And then seeing the Red Sox play in Buffalo was the dream country. Like that's something I would never thought I would see ever. Like, you know, obviously if Worcester was there, thank God that time. Um, Close enough. Whatever. <laughs> Um, it's better than Worcester the first time. I saw oh, it. that was that was bad. Yeah. Um, just you know, like seeing like Bogarts and JD like hit in the stadium where you went to buy the games growing up. Like that's just it was just so cool. And then just seeing all about the amount of Red Sox fans there it was it was awesome. We love that. We love that. So for me, I'll keep mine pretty brief. Uh, finishing my first full year of <clears throat> full time teaching. Cause I did yeah. that in 2021 and now 2021, 2022, this is my second year. So it's cool to finish that first year, get the first year of teaching out of the way, uh, becoming the majority owner of couch guy sports. That's another thing that I'm proud of and, you know, very happy about. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, awesome. thank take about take Al. Take a bow. Thank you. That thank was you. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And then from a sports standpoint, the Red Sox just running the playoffs, the ALCS. Like I, I was disappointed at the end, but obviously you know, winning the wild card game against the Yankees, upsetting the Rays in the first round of the ALDS, mm-hmm. and then going up two to one. And you could have very, and you had a shot to go up three one and essentially go to the World Series. Like that team's going to be good for the next couple of years. So it's yes. going to be fun to follow the Red Sox. So that was, that was great. And just watching the games, you know, my family, playoff games and everything. So that's my moment. So thank you to everybody that's listened to us throughout the year. We're going to try in 2022 to make it a, our biggest year ever. Shout out yeah. to obviously. Matty D for coming on with us. Fiesta when he was the co-host with us and doing everything with us that he did. Yeah. We are nowhere without him. We're nowhere without Matty. We're going to try to get guests back on and try to get, you know, some new guests, some old friends and everything else coming back on with us and pay attention to the website, couchguysports.com. We have a lot of renovations coming for 2022. We're trying to make it the biggest year yet. We had our most views in 2021 ever. So in 2022, we're going to just try to top it and continue to go up, up, up in the right direction. Check out couchguysports.com. Check out all the podcasts. And before we go, we do have one more ad read, and then I'll finish everything. So, Powder, go ahead and read us that A&B burger ad read from our friends at A&B Kitchen and Bar. Yes. So once 2022 starts, we'll have some more deals with A&B Kitchen and Bar. Just right now, obviously, it's a little crazy with the holidays and everything, but A&B Kitchen and Bar is located in Boston, right across the street from TD Garden on Causeway Street. It's the newest spot to meet up before or after a game for dinner and drinks, offering an elevated take on traditional New England pub menu with friendly, with freshly made in-house dishes like chicken pot pie, meatloaf made with gankly raised beef from Naaman Ranch, local clams and antelope sausage or locally caught fish and chips. Draft beers from area breweries like Gentile Brewery and Beverly Mass, Lord Hobo and Notch pair perfectly as well. Looking for patio dining, A&B Kitchen has a raised patio with spectacular views of the garden and the Zakem Bridge. With heaters, you can enjoy the outdoor experience for a longer season. Also, 32 feet of open garage stores along Causeway Street. 
<laughs> Excuse me. And 16 feet along Beverly Street, you can sit inside but have all the benefits of open-air dining experience. Don't have tickets but want to watch a game with fans at A&B. And they have nine installed 70-inch TV, so there isn't a bad seat in the whole house. Open Monday through Sunday at 3 p.m., but there's a day game at the Garden. They open at 11 a.m. So once again, shout out to our friends at A&B Kitchen and Bar. Shout out to all of our sponsors that we've had over the years. Obviously, Manscaped was there in the beginning. I think we had, like, my bookie was on there for a little bit. Now, obviously, Shocked Energy, Exogun, A&B Kitchen and Bar. And obviously, this isn't a farewell podcast. We're coming back. We're just yeah. being thankful for everything going into 2022. So, again, check out everything, couchguysports.com. Check out all the written stuff. Zach is doing his podcast. Powder's going to get back to writing yeah. in 2022. Yes, I am. <clears throat> Zach's got his podcast, the BFLO podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe to Legends Legal Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, everywhere that you can find your podcasts. But if nothing else, that's Zach Jezierro. Tom Powder Cadmus. I'm your host, Alan Hegan. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Yes, happy and we'll New see year. you in 2022 for episode 154. Right, four. Yes, sir.